Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I don't have to listen. I'm an adult. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Open Hardware Manufacturing Podcast, the podcast about manufacturing open hardware. My name is Stephen Hawes. And I'm Lucian Chapar. Today's episode is about the benefits of open source and why you would choose to make your hardware company open and make the source open. Lucian and I both work at Opulo and everything that we make is open source. And I think before we dive into a lot of the stuff we want to talk about in this podcast, it's really helpful to talk about why it's even worth doing to begin with. Because uh, a lot of people will say it's not a good idea but there's so many good reasons to do it. Oh yeah. So there, there is just as a, a beginning, it's, there's a balance between running a company that makes money and supporting a community. And most of the time, those two things work really well together, but sometimes they don't. And that's weird to balance that kind of stuff. Um, but it's still, in, I, I think the benefits are still greatly outweigh the downsides. Like it's just, a better way to do in my opinion yeah sometimes it can be at odds but the synergy of having the community designing a product and having people that want to improve it just is quite a pleasant thing to be a part of yeah 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 i totally agree the first reason that i think it's really cool is that literally more people use what you make (laughs) like when we first before we even started selling kits of the the lumen pmp the pick and place that we make people were building it from the source and just like putting them together and making them and using them. And we hadn't sold a single thing and people are already using it. Like there's all these pictures of people in the community that had built one and were using it for useful work. And those people wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. Yeah. And, and honestly, the, we started selling the Lumen PMP as a DIY kit at first. And it, it probably would have been an awkward thing to sell as a kit had it not been open source. So it, in a way it was almost a developer package that got the community working alongside us yeah you, th- you think it would have been awkward to sell if it wasn't open yeah because i don't think it was uh in some ways you were joining in on the development of that machine right the first few customers really kind of joined the forces in developing it and making what we have now i feel like yeah yeah like so many so much of the feedback that we got from that first kit like directly went into making updates to the machine and like when you put that thing together you were soldering the through-hole components on the motherboard. <laughs> like, you were a dev. You were you were assembling that thing. You were sheathing cable, and, like, it was no joke. Yeah, and I think people are willing to put up with all of that because it's open and because they feel connected to... You feel more connected to the project and the product um, when it's open. I, right, yeah. yeah it's, it's partially yours. Mm-hmm, yep, yep. So I, I think the fact that more people actually use it is a huge benefit. Like, we have... The, the goal of the company is to help people manufacture their stuff. If, if it's open, it means more people can actually do that. It's, it's just a, it's cool that it, it reaches more people that maybe wouldn't want to spend the money to buy it. But yeah, they'll go so, source all the parts and burn a few weekends and put the thing together. And more power to them, honestly. And yeah, because yeah. it's such a pain in the butt. <laughs> but yeah, as you know, because you literally do that for us. Yeah. <laughs> Sourcing all that stuff. Yeah, I've, I've bought hundreds of Lumen. <laughs> If you think <laughs> that's about true yeah <laughs> that's a weird way to think about it you've done this exercise but like many times over yeah <laughs> the second reason i have on here is more people are improving your stuff i think about when we before we even sold a single thing people were building it and like this is stupid and they were telling us like hey this should change and we had it's effectively like you have a built-in beta testing group yeah you know like if people are actually spending the time to put it together they're giving you 
the most valuable possible feedback of like, hey, this sucks. You should change this before you've ever sold one. They're front running. They're in many ways the community is faster than our own internal R and D efforts. Oh yeah, hundred. Especially because it's like I don't know, like active regular members, like twenty to thirty people consistently. I'm sure we have thirty five hundred people in the Discord, but like how many people are regularly making updates? We're seven people, and like it's mostly <laughs> you and me doing source stuff. Yeah. So like they're always going to be faster. It, it's it's akin to like Voron and Prusa. Right. You and know. Think about how handy they've been too for like the bug triaging. Um, oh yeah. Like I think about the vacuum sensors and the rollout of the interposer. Mm -hmm. um, we had an issue where the the Mobo Rev three vacuum sensor wasn't as sensitive as we had thought it would be, and the community really, I wouldn't say whistle blew, but. They figured out what to do about it and what we needed to do. And like they made their R&D documents published. They were like suggestions made to us. And when the product is open source, the community can be the front runner and really help in development in a profound way. Right. And just make these really awesome improvement fixes. And like even how your feedback sessions that you've been doing with the PCB the PCB designs. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've recently been doing a, a thing where like there's a specific because people will give feedback all the time about like what should improve about the PCB. But it helps when they know that their feedback is being incorporated into a new rev that I'm working on right then. Yeah. So I've been having these like week or two periods where I'm like, hey, now's the time to give feedback to get it cut in. And oh my gosh, like I'm I'm an okay engineer at like all three disciplines, <laughs> but I'm not, I don't excel at it. I'm good at making a prototype. And all these other people who are way smarter than I am are going to pop in and be like, you dummy, that's not how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And a fascinating example of improvement too. As it relates to the YouTube channel, we have uh, the feeder slots that the feeders connect to on the, the Lumen. And you may recently made a video about the programming jig. Mm -hmm. And people watched that. They were aware of how we build it, the slots. They were aware of how we program it. Um, so it was fascinating to see people talk about improvements to the slots while being cognizant of how we make them here, how we program them here. So because we're open and, and also transparent with what goes on the YouTube channel, the community really is considerate of how to make these products better and the openness of this all just gives them the context to make actually useful suggestions. Right, exactly. And like some of the suggestions they were making were for us to have an easier time manufacturing it. Like yeah. it was literally, it wasn't even about the product. It was about like us being able to make it easier. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, it's just so, and these people are objectively smarter than we are. <laughs> like I think we do okay. But these people know what they're, I mean, th th you can't beat the public. Like there's always yeah. going to be experts in these fields who are like, no, you should do it this way. Yeah, we're generalists. And then sometimes there's an EMI expert just chilling in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. that's All the, the power to it. Exactly. That, that it, it works out great. Yeah. It works out so good. So that's another huge one. This one maybe is a little bit controversial about, like, I think some people would disagree with me about this. I'm curious what you think. Yeah. Cloning happens when you're open. And we've seen this already. There's some vendors that are selling, like, a, a knockoff of, of the Lumen. But it sets a standard. Like, the Prusa i3 design got cloned to high heaven. But <laughs> it's a standard. Like, they've developed, Prusa set the standard for the machine. And I would much rather help set the standard, especially with, like, we're rolling out feeders and a protocol for that. I'd rather set the standard for how desktop pick and place machines talk to feeders and like how they operate than have 100% of the market share. Like I'd rather move the whole thing forward holistically and be cloned, but but I'm helping de define what the industry is rather than, no, it's all mine. And then like no one else can have the thing. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, uh, do you feel similarly? I think I do. And I'm sure we're going to be revisiting this topic 
over over the years and having plenty more to say. But owning the standard and being the, I guess, being the forerunner of the standard is yeah. really powerful. Yeah. Um, and it helps improvements and evolution be based around what we're putting forward. Right. And also, I think it's important to say that we're not that standard yet. I'd love to be because I think we came up with a really good system for feeders. Yeah. Uh, it'll take time. But the only way that that standard gets out is if we're making it open, if other people can easily adopt it. Yeah. I think about Tesla with the car charging port they've been putting out there. It's open source. Uh, they encourage other people to use it. They're really? encouraging. Yeah. They, oh, they encourage cool. other people to uh, make cars that work with their chargers even. And they can't stop people from copying that connector, so they might as well just embrace it. Sure, um, yeah. If we can encourage feeders to clip on to a 2020 aluminum extrusion with the same slot bracket as our machine, it's just, that's better for everyone in general. Right. If feeders for aluminum PMPs work for other pick-and-place machines, it's like free lunch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's cool. In open so There's a saying that like rising tide lifts all boats, and I think in being open and uh, maintaining standards, it's really a good synergy there for yeah. us all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think some people, I know a lot of people get really fussy about cloning and stuff, but like, it means you made something good <laughs> is part of the consideration there. <laughs> it means you made something that is worth copying, which is part of it, and like, sure, okay, maybe you're losing some sales to it, but I don't know. Yeah. I still view it as a positive. Yeah. And plus, like, one of the people on our dev team, uh, Stargirl, wrote a awesome article y'all should go read. Maybe we can link it in the description, mm -hmm. where she mentions that just because you're closed source doesn't mean you won't be closed. I mean, let's look at Beats by Dre headphones or something. Like, those aren't open source, and you can buy thousands of different clones of them. Right. <laughs> That's true. It's good yeah. to happen. I mean, it was uh, the MakerBot that, that closed up uh, when they closed up and they did the Rep 2. What was the first closed yeah. one? Yeah. Wanhao immediately made the Duplicator 4. Yeah. And it's like, or I, technically it's a clone of the, the rep before that, but like they still get cloned. It's not, yeah. you're not actually, unless you have some crazy secret sauce, you're not stopping anything yeah. from happening. I don't even see the point of them uh, making that machine closed source when it was just like a plastic and metal version of the wood one. Exactly. It was cloned anyway. <laughs> exactly. They, all they did was alienate <laughs> tens of thousands of people yeah. to their brand. Yeah. So I, I, it really doesn't make sense to be concerned about that in some situations. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other, we should have a whole one all about that. But th that's something that I see is like setting standards, being open and helping like move the thing forward with standard setting is a huge benefit of it too. Another cool thing about being open really is that when built alongside a community, they're informing it every step of the way. They're literally saying what they'd want, what they'd like to see done, what they think would be problematic. And us as developers and maintainers of the project can really just help steer things towards what we're hearing from people. Mm -hmm. When the, things are done behind closed doors, it's just we're releasing something and hope they like it. Yeah. And that's not what we're after here. Right, yeah. Like, And those people are literally the potential customers. Like, Those are the people that would be buying the thing once we eventually make it available for sale. So if they're telling you, hey, I want this, I want to buy this, you should listen because that's literally what they want. Like if, yeah. if, if you make it open, then your community can give you direct feedback about what they want so you can have product market fit. Yeah. So you're actually solving the problem you're trying to solve, you know? Imagine trying to make the Lumen PMP our first time around and we just had to guess at what components were important to people or what <laughs> max component height. It's just, it'd be bizarre. It would be a nightmare. I mean, we would just be, <laughs> we'd be floundering because we, we would run it a little bit because... We use the Lumen here. We're one of the largest, not the largest, but we're one of the largest users of the machine. So we'd have some understanding, but like 
our experience is not holistic. It's not everyone's. There's a lot of other different things that we've never considered that we don't run into, but a lot of our users do. Yeah. So said differently, we don't want to make one pair of shoes. And by listening to people, we understand like what sizes are needed. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a, a good, good analogy. Yeah. 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 That's really, I like that. It's like, we would have just made the shoes that fit us, yeah. but instead everyone's like, well, I'm a different size shoe. And then we, we can accommodate that. For sure. Yeah. That's, I like that analogy a lot. <laughs> and, and it's also important to note that like some people in our community, especially, so when we first started making the machine, the machine was really more suited towards individual builders right you know like it was for people that you know not mincing words here you had to be a bit of a masochist to put together the original kit or if you're a hobbyist you really liked it because it was like two solid weekends of assembly it was a fun project it was fun to put together but like if you're you know the head of an ee lab at a tech company you don't want to burn four days I I could do it in like seven hours, but I had had a lot of experience doing it. (laughs) So, you know, those, those were our early adopters. And that's also pretty much the, the, at least the most vocal people in our community. But most of the sales that we have of the machine are people who want it for us doing useful manufacturing work for their company. Right. And there's a lot of those people on our server too, but you know, balancing like the people who want it for the hobbyist project to hack around and have a cool platform to do hackery and improvements. And then the people who just want it to just work. Balancing those those bits of feedback is also really helpful. And all those people are in our community and understanding where they're coming from and why they're asking for what they're asking for is really helpful in figuring out how to craft it to, to what we need. Um, yeah, so interesting, interesting, interesting. So uh, another really cool thing about having an open source community around the project before you launch it as a product is that all of the people in the community are a built-in group of folks to launch it to. Like those are the people that are going to be your first set of sales. Um, And for context, I started a YouTube channel about this whole project a few years ago. And when we finally had kits available for sale at the beginning of 2022, um, we made a YouTube video about it and we sold out in like an hour or something. Like because those, all the people on the YouTube channel were people that were following along because they wanted to buy the thing. So by developing that community, you're also getting your first customers. You know, they're the yeah. same people that actually want to buy the thing. And because these first uh, customers of Opula were along for the ride this entire time, they were deeply passionate about what they were buying. They yeah. felt like they were buying a ticket onto a ride. They felt like they were joining us on a mission to make these manufacturing machines yeah. as best that we can. Yeah. And they were there a part of it. Yeah. Um, in many ways, the uh, the initial V2 kit was really a dev kit and people were understanding they were accommodating they were helpful they were considerate yeah. and uh i don't know if we would have had the same thing had it just been uh here's this lego set it's proprietary put it together yourself exactly yeah because there wouldn't have been th- that's a good way to say it because there wouldn't have been that group of people who are like you know understanding that this is you and me effectively in an office that we rolled the dice on and we're hoping that this whole thing works out. Like it would just look like, oh, there's a pretty website and I can buy this machine that supposedly solves my problem. But like they had the context of like, what actually is this thing? Yeah. You know? And and that I think that made it made that launch go much bigger and much smoother. And we got so much better feedback. And yeah, ha- having that group of people really is like you're building your beginning customer base, you know? And a lot of the people in the open source community never want to spend the money to buy it from us. They just no. want to build it and hack on it. But a lot of people do. 
So it's it's a good balance between those two. Yeah. There's that saying it takes a village to raise a child and like it takes a village to bring open hardware to market. We wouldn't be half of where we were without the large community of people around the Lumen PMP. Yeah, that's actually so interesting to think about. Like where would we be? <laughs> like literally exactly where would we be in like June twenty twenty three as of this recording if it weren't for the open source community? We would have to have written Marlin from scratch if we yeah. didn't use anything open. We would have to have written OpenPMP from scratch. We would have had to like not have any of the help getting the motherboard fixed and all the videos that I made and all the design changes that I got from video feedback. Like so much. Yeah. We wouldn't have sold nearly as many. We probably wouldn't have met if not for open hardware. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. Actually, that's a weird way to think about it. But yes, yeah. that's true. Like 3D printers became accessible because of their openness. And it's kind of my hope that the Lumen stays the same and it like brings people together. It helps people make things. It like frees people to manufacture their own products in ways it hasn't before. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, there, yeah. there's also like it, directly coming from that is like where we are because of that community. Another huge benefit is that there are people you can be like, Hey, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to go about doing this because we will get unsolicited feedback of people being like, Hey, you're doing this thing and this is wrong and you should do it this way. And that's great for the stuff that we don't know that we don't know. Yeah. But sometimes there's something that we know that we don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to make this thing pass EMC EMI testing. And I know I don't know how to do that. So, but there are so many people in the community who are like, Oh, easy. And then they, they're there. There are people to poke and ask questions to. Yeah. And they want to help. They want to share their knowledge. There's people just waiting to be applicable to something we need help on. And right. it's awesome. There's thousands of people. There's going to be an expert in almost anything present to assist. They, and they want to. Right. Like, yeah. what could be better? Exactly. It's so cool. I, I remember a video I made a really long time ago. I was talking about how I wanted to make, like, an open source ERP system inventory management thing. Yeah. Um, and in, that, in the comments on that video, there were seven or eight people who were like, let me know when you do that. And I want to help be a developer for it. It was like, oh, uh, I have barely even thought about this. And there are people chomping at a bit. Like, I am always blown away by how generous people are with their time and like how much they want to just contribute and help. It's, it's, it always blows me away. And we've been doing this for a few years now. Yeah. And like seeing how much can come from open source and like people contributing to that. It's still crazy. Yeah, it's, it's hundreds or thousands of hours of like donated engineering time from like brilliant yeah. people who would command a very powerful salary at like major tech companies. It's, yeah. And they probably do currently, yeah. and they're still donating their time. Yeah. It's so cool. It's the fact that like a senior engineer at Apple will come home, eat dinner, <laughs> and then want to help us <laughs> or another piece of open source like hardware. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's so cool. It is. It's really cool. Like that's such an overwhelming benefit. Just each one of these things alone is enough of a justification. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I'll also get a bunch of like if I don't know what to. I like how to approach a certain thing. I'll do a live stream and I'll like design the circuit board on Twitch and you know, 30 people will be in there with me and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? Stop doing that. You should do it this way. <laughs> hey, stop doing that. And like, I, it feels like I don't make any progress, but by the end of it, I have learned like 25 new things that make the product better. Yeah. Like I, I'm a lot slower at making the PCB, but it's built better, you know, because people are constantly like, no, no, that's wrong. You should do it this way. It's the best thing ever i love doing it i've tuned into a couple of these and it's it can be pretty entertaining watching steven get jockeyed to success like he'll be doing something <laughs> one way for an hour and then some just expert industry leader in the topic hops in and goes what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> and he'll delete half an hour work fix it in five minutes move on exactly <laughs> yep it's like cool i will literally never do that again i I've, <laughs> I've been corrected on that one yeah 
Another cool thing I keep seeing in doing open hardware here is that the Lumen PMP project inspires the development of tools and workflows that are applicable to anyone, and it uh, goes beyond the scope of even what we're doing here at Opulo. Like, just as an example, one of our devs is working on a piece of software called BotQ, and it's a code base aimed at automating the 3D printer farm management workflow. Yeah. And it's been fascinating to see Justin work on BotQ while being cognizant of, like, what would Opulo use it for? How right. would it work for making lumens? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember talking with Matthias, uh, the lead dev at Inventory, about, like, he has a hard time getting people to like show their bomb, like as a demo of inventory online, because no one wants to share their bomb. So trying to have their, having us be like, and and all open hardware companies, not just us, but like yeah. anyone that does that is yet another example set of like, here's a way to do that. Here's a, here's a reference point. Is kind of how I think about it. For sure. Which so, is, is cool. So just be able to share that and let people take back from it what they need to, to make their tools. It's just rad. And it also, in like a self-serving way, it makes, these open source tools built for us. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> And that's true. a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah. It, share, sharing the source isn't just sharing the source. It's sharing the experience of making it. It's sharing what are we thinking about when making it. Like, it's a lot more than just, here's a list of all the parts, you know? Like, that's that's part of it. But so much is, what are we looking for from a print management software, you know? Like, there's a lot of other parts. and And I think part of that is because we choose to be open in a specific way. Some companies that are open source, but like not open very much anything else, they don't get those benefits. They're not helping people in that way of like, hey, here's what I would love from this thing, you know? But by sharing a little bit more about how we run things internally and other companies doing the same thing, like Lulzbot particularly, yeah. um, they they also do that. They help inform other things as well. Yeah, um, we have a habit of calling that divide like open hardware versus open company. Yeah. And Sometimes you can see the meeting minutes for like a product meeting decision at a company. Sometimes you just see a step file export when something's released for sale. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. such a large uh, span in what's open here. Right. Yeah. It's a huge range, you know? <laughs> yep. And sometimes the feedback that people give us is not just about the product or the project even, but like I made a video about the programmer jig that we use for um, uh, the slots for feeders. And people were making suggestions in the comments about what would help Upulo to make them. Like, these are contributions that aren't even yeah. just about the source, but it's, like, literally helping us to do it, you know? So th some, some of the feedback isn't even just about, you know, the source of things, but it's, like, here's an operational thing that you can do differently to help, which is also so incredibly generous and very cool, too. Because that video was made, there were people that are able to iterate upon that future slot while being cognizant of how we made it. Right. Be able to make improvements upon it while being considerate to how it's made now. Yeah. And one of the challenges of any open hardware company is accepting like changes from the community. Mm -hmm. So if the community can ha have that context of how something's made, right. they can give much more meaningful feedback. Right. Um, Be because they might give feedback that like ultimately isn't useful for us because of these four things they didn't consider. But if we communicate those four things, then their feedback is, has a much higher likelihood of like actually being able to work for us. Like there might be maybe shipping of a certain part to Pittsburgh is really expensive, just picking something weird and random. Sure. And they recommend that part. And it's like, well, if you didn't know that we actually can't get that part, this recommendation doesn't really work for us manufacturing it. But if they know all of our constraints, or at least most of them, 
then it's so much more helpful. And people were working on redesigning the slot into like a, it's the part on the, the Lumen PMP that accepts feeders. It gives it a power and communication. Um, they were working on designing it in kind of a different format, being cognizant of the jig that they know we use to program it. It couldn't be better. It's so cool. It's yeah. like, it, it's just so, so considerate. And even improving upon that, you recently published all of our design decisions around like the Lumen PMP yeah. and the feeders. Yeah. And it just gave people that extra boost of context to really help contribute in like a useful way. Yeah. 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 Because, and also there's new people that come in all the time that don't understand all the design decisions that were made before, because frankly, we we're not doing a good job of communicating it. We There wasn't a really good place of like, this is why we did it this way. This is why we've moved forward with this. This is why we've chosen this and we're, we're sticking to it. But to have those design decision documents lets people have that context so that the contributions are like in line with the direction of the whole project. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah, it was fun to write those yeah. <laughs> and really helpful. For sure. No, we're, we're lucky to be doing it the way we are. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I keep thinking in my head, it's like an intrusive thought I can't shake, but like, what if Apple was open source like <laughs> what if the iphone bomb was accessible <laughs> like would what would feedback look like to them i don't know if i think they are just such a master class in yeah. their design i don't know if it would ever there wouldn't be many improvements to make maybe i mean the butterfly keyboard is like an example of something that yeah. they messed up on but like they're at such a scale. Yeah. I feel like no one could conceivably without being part of the organization have meaningful contributions. Yeah. I don't I don't know though. Like but, it's so hard to say. Let's just say for a minute there was open as Lulzbot and every single push an engineer made to change CAD was up on GitHub the second it happened. Would it be helpful to them? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think they've so made their bed with it being closed and like how that how that operates for them and their secrecy and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'd have to yeah. noodle on it for a little bit. I'm not sure if it would be helpful. In my head, I'm trying to like, I don't think you can outgrow the practicalities that we're talking about here. I think if your comp the company or the project is considered of this the entire time, it can be useful. Like if Apple was open from like their first computer to now, maybe it'd be different than what we, yeah. like flipping a switch and turning I, on the lights for them would be like. Yeah. I mean, a lot of what is you know, I'm talking very tactically beneficial about open yeah. source is the fact that a lot of people are helping us Yeah, and Apple can hire as many people as they need for help. Mm -hmm. So I think that one is not a real one. Yeah, I think the other part is like user research and, and customers coming to you and saying, hey, this is really what I want from this. I would make this design different. And even in that case, they can throw money at that problem of like doing, you know, user sessions and like taking notes on like, they're humans too. And it's such a universal product that they make. They know if it's useful because they're also their own user. Yeah. So I'm inclined to think maybe it's not. It's more of a homey thing at their scale than a yeah. truly beneficial thing. Well, but I don't know. I think going back to like standards, it'd be useful for them in that way. If, right. Like, if lightning, the, the little lightning port was a standard and like yeah. everyone just adopted that, that would be sick. Or if like the shape of a phone was like a standardized thing, like set right. by them, small, medium, large. Right. Then yeah. like... All cases are fit, but they also want their stonewall garden. They don't care about the outsider. So uh, it's interesting. It is interesting to think about. Yeah. yeah. I think there still would be some benefits, but I think they're much less than what they are for us. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I think it would probably go uh, next topics, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that would be a good whole topic for something to chat about. Yeah. I mean, like Tesla is open um, in some capacities. Yeah. They like they make they make patents, but they say they don't enforce them or something. I don't remember exactly what it is, but they do some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other, um, another whole benefit of it being open is that it just improves longevity of the project. So 
for example, I see Opulo as like the steward of the Lumen PMP project, but yeah. that's not to say 20 years from now, it's not maintained by a whole different entity. Right. Um, the, in some ways, the project will outlive the current sponsors of it, basically. The current cohort. Yeah. 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 It is cool to think about. Like if you and I got hit by a bus tomorrow, there are so many people that would continue the project. Yeah. It's, it's not ours. That's the whole thing. It's like removing the ownership of it. Like, yes, we are the primary contributors. Yes, we drive the thing, blah, 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 blah. But it's it can still keep going. You know, it's not hidden on some thumb drive deep in some, you know, filing cabinet at, you know, company headquarters. It's available for everybody. So it can yeah. keep going. So like in that sense, if it's important to the world, like this project will be maintained in perpetuity. Yeah. It'll outlive us. It will outlive anyone using it today, like ideally. And it's, I think our hope to make something that's just relevant for a long time moving forward is cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. And I've actually, so after we launched the first, you know, batch of our V2 machines, I did interviews with probably 50 customers or so about like what it was like to use them and what did they hate about it, what they love about it. And one of the most consistent reasons people said that they chose to get it was because they knew that even if Opula went under, they could still maintain it indefinitely. It's not like, you know, like a, a Logitech mouse, you know, where like if that thing dies, you're kind of SOL, yeah. you know, there's no solution or like a cloud-based service where the company goes under and like, oh, all my data has gone, you know, like it's there. You can fix it if you want to. And that was a huge selling point for a lot of them, especially because we're a fledgling startup. That actually is a, an interesting point. A smaller company, a fledgling startup is like much more likely statistically to go under than a large established one. So it was kind of hedging their bets a little bit, buying something from a startup because they knew even if the startup went under, they could still make it work. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So like that actually probably increased customer confidence in buying a thing from a startup a lot because they knew they owned the source. <laughs> That's actually a kind of an interesting take on it. But yeah. 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 Increase that comf uh, customer confidence. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, they, they know they can patch it and people do, you know, if like something gets borked on their machine, people will like fix something, you know, they feel emboldened to do so. Yeah. In that direction, I think a really important thing is like the right to repair movement and being open is one of the most useful things you can do when talking about the repairability of a product. Yeah. The Lumen as a, as a project caters towards like being able to self-source it, make it at home. You could probably build one with a couple orders from Amazon if you had to. Yeah. And that alongside with the open source nature of the project means that you can repair it for decades to come. The schematics are there, the code's there, the hardware's there. And that's just one of the most environmentally friendly things we can do, frankly. If, if this helps keep the lumens out of a landfill, it helps keep them maintained, helps keep them running for the years to come, I think that's a win. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. And, and there's also the aspect of it where you, I, I, I think this is less about it being open and more about maybe just the way that it has been designed, but it's modular enough and designed in such a way that uh, the manufacturing techniques are accessible to the home gamer that you can upgrade it really easily too. Like after we shipped the V3, uh, which is an upgrade to the V2 version of the machine, a lot of people bought their new parts that we had out on GitHub and they upgraded it. And instead of throwing away their old machine and building or buying another one, they just bought a few parts, upgraded the existing one, and there's no trash. Yeah. Like they're, they're not throwing that thing away. They're still getting useful work out of it. And that's sick. Yeah. That's, that's so much better than just like, having a whole second other one, you know? Yeah. I think about how many pieces of like early 2000s electronics I see discarded daily just from, because they, their battery died and there's no way to replace <laughs> it. There yeah. was, 
there's some weird EEPROM security thing. There's no maintenance instructions. It took a consumable you can't get anymore. It's not documented. Yeah. The, the, the website it connects to shut down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and being open, it allows anything to survive events like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just the, it, it is just holistically a better way to make sure stuff doesn't get thrown away. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a ton for other people finding it. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also don't forget to check out Opula.io and sign up for our newsletter where we write blog posts and do customer interviews with other folks who are building open hardware. Yeah, thanks for coming and we'll see you in the next one. Perfect. All right, cool. Help me, I am trying to get out of the box. Oh my god, that's terrible. Let me out, Mitch. Mitch. Mitch, let me out. I'm not sleeping well tonight. That's terrifying.